0: or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Julie Snow, founding principal of Snow Cry Lake Architects, talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Snow discusses new design practices and how architecture shapes communities.
1: All right. Hey, today we have Julie Snow, founder of uh, Snow Crylic Architects. Hey, Julie, thanks for being here. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so, can you start? Just tell me a bit about how you got into this industry, how you got to where you are today.
2: Well, I had a lot of help. <laughs> I think that's probably everybody's story. Um, I, my idea was to do um, practice differently. And uh so just having a lot of people that uh, believed that that was possible uh was was really kind of the the story of both my entry into the profession and uh support uh, as we were growing,
1: yeah. um five years ago, Snow got the AIA's top honor. Um, when I was doing research for this interview, i I see a lot of people regard you as a thoughtful, top-notch twin Cities architect. What do you think um, sets your firm apart?
2: Well, you know, like, like any business, I suppose what sets your firm apart are the people. Uh, and uh, frankly, we get new and, and greater people, more diverse people, uh, because we do have a high standard of design. And so when people come to us, they, they know they're going to be working with really high-performing individuals. And they're going to be um, expected to produce the highest um, uh, design with the highest aspirations. Yeah, yeah. That's that's motivating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, We wrote about your firm kind of around that time, a few years back. And um, there's there's a lot of diversity within your firm, right? Um, How do you think your experience differs as a woman in the industry who has risen to this place of such acclaim?
2: But it—it's uh, hard to say. Differs from what? <laughs> so, sure. I've never like been uh, a guy, and <laughs> so, so I think um, the sort of beginning of of any uh, career is uh, having very high aspirations for what you're going to do, for and to basically think differently about design, uh, and all of that is—I mean, uh, frankly, the the. Identity I have as a woman was not my focus. It was how how I wanted to proceed, and how I wanted um, our architecture to be. And so you start with these high aspirations. At the same time, you never want to lose your identity as a person, and I think that's true with with all firms. I mean, right now we're seeing a greater diversity of uh, ra- greater racial diversity in the profession. Um, it's slow,, <laughs> uh, but it's happening. and um i I think the idea there is without compromising identity, aim high, yeah, yeah, and don't lose track of that,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <So laughs> you, you you've mentioned that a couple of times, high aspirations and yeah. thinking differently. how do you how do you think about design?
2: Well, um all the time, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pretty much. um I, I mean, I, I think what what's interesting to me is understanding that architecture has this ability to transform um our experiences, our lives, and our cities. Mm-hmm. And without that, I mean, without sort of understanding the the scale of experience, largely an interior experience, sometimes exterior, um but understanding the city and understanding, basically the 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 basis of design which is you know how does this building work for people yeah
1: um i've heard a lot um <clears throat> Cynthia Freud has <laughs> specifically mentioned this to me um about the importance of unique design in our downtowns downtown yes. minneapolis specifically i mean what are your thoughts on this do, do you think the twin cities or minneapolis specifically have it, its own brand of architecture do you think um there's something unique we're doing is there are in how we're rethinking, you know, the urban well, core. Think,
2: yeah. The, we are definitely needing to rethink our urban core. <laughs> um, we, we were just talking a minute ago about, you know, the vibrancy of Lynn Lake or the vibrancy of North loop or Northeast downtown is not vibrant these days. And um, I think architecture can help. Uh, I think it's, it's, the quality of architecture can be very magnetic to people. I mean, you can do buildings that people really want to see. And I'm not exactly sure I can name a building downtown built recently that people are dying to get downtown to see. Sure. So I think we can do better. I think yeah. we have to do better. That makes sort of magnetic quality, that sort of experiential quality of a building, Needs to be combined with a really interesting program. Yeah, you have a very interesting program, and by programming, I mean what kind of experience is is envisioned. What is what is offered by the building? If it's an art museum, if it's a music venue, or any of those things, you know, how are those things becoming must-see destinations as well? Yeah. and so I. I really think there is hope for downtown. I think it needs a couple of those magnets. And I think it needs to be reinvented, not as a business di- district, but as a central district for Minneapolis, you yeah. know, representing all of the neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. Thinking about North Loop, I mean, are do those magnets exist in North Loop, do you think?
2: Yeah, they do. I mean, with, with venues, uh, with just the the sort of Uh, You know, I have to say uh, there's there's a certain energy to this place. Um, There's there's a lot of street activity. Uh, There are no skyways. So there's no pulling people off the street. Uh, Some of the most vibrant places in North Loop are the alleys where people are moving from, you know, a loft apartment to uh, a food venue. uh, Moving up to uh, the Twin Stadium. Is is just wonderful. I mean, with galleries and uh, just opportunities to be in public. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Um, speaking of the skyways, I mean, do you do you have thoughts on that? I obviously there's the convenience in the middle of winter, but there's also <laughs> that it creates that kind of separation of people, separation of work and just existence in a downtown.
2: Yeah, well, you know, there's plenty of cold climates that have not resorted to the sky, sure. And you can see that in in uh, I'll give you a first, for instance, uh, Chicago uh, has a very cold and bitter climate. Uh, but what what happens in Chicago is that they've got these these core areas uh, in the in the center of the block, and then they've got mid block entrances and exits. And so you see people coming in on the south side, turning left and going out the west side, you know? And so, and basically there's this brisk moment in between where you have an 80 feet from building face to building face that people are running across. I get that a mid block crossing is a little uh, problematic for traffic, but they have, they, they do it. It happens all the time. And I feel like uh, the Skyways are one of the reasons it it catered to business folks. So when our office was downtown in the Rand Tower, the activity the activity in the Skyway was from, you know in the mornings at in the evenings and around lunch. and that's that's not a living city. You know, that isn't <laughs> that doesn't make a vibrant space. Right. so you, you know, you have to have evenings, you have to have all day long, you have to have opportunities for people to get together. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think we're going to be getting people coming back to downtown unless we have that.
1: Sure. Um, I've been hearing that a lot. So how would you say the Twin Cities compare to maybe other metro areas as far as design?
2: Well, I, you know, I think we've always prided ourselves on a high standard of design and we have some very, very good buildings. I mean, we've got, um, I mean, I think the IDS Center is is one of the best civic buildings ever, uh, you know, particularly in a downtown. At the same time, I think we haven't really redefined downtown as something that's different than business. It's always been the business district. Mm-hmm. And thus, you can see business owners are making decisions about how it looks And, uh, you know, it's just, a it's more focused on business than people.
1: Right. Um, being in this kind of new era post COVID, do you think that's going to change? Um, it it seems like it might have to change that there'll be no other option, right? What do you, do you have thoughts on what the future could be?
2: Well, I do. I mean, you know, and this is nothing new. Um, people are really understanding that we really need to reinvent um, the down our downtown district is more than just a business center. It has to be a center for fun. It has to be a center for commerce, for retail. Uh, it's not going to be big boxes anymore. It's going to be smaller shops. Got to be where you go for interesting food. It's got to be where quite a few people live. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think in order to really attract people back to those buildings, uh, it's clear. Uh, and I think um, everyone knows this: that we have to reinvent our, our first floor in a way, you know, our our downtown first floor in a way uh, that is much more exciting and interactive. Yeah, um, and diverse.
1: Yeah. Sure. That's- right. Definitely. <laughs> um, and and so- events. Events are and events are big. Um, just trying to make this segue. Uh, so CHS Field, that might be one of the best-known projects you've designed. Um, what are some projects you've worked on recently that you're especially proud of or that bring unique design elements or bring in some of these things that you're talking about right now?
2: Well, we 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 did a project in Syracuse, New York, which had a very diverse population. Um, it, and, but the diversity was not visible downtown. It was a business di- district just like ours. And so we did a project for the Allen Foundation And the idea was is to take folks that are doing food trucks or doing sort of unique um, uh, commercial retail opportunities and bringing them into a space that's downtown so that diverse population is visible to the city. Mm -hmm. And it makes it a very exciting place to go. So the first floor of the building is a marketplace. Uh, that has food options, retail options, uh, bar. And then upstairs is the Allen Foundation on the second floor with a lot of training and a lot of um, uh, uh, gathering spaces. And uh, on top of that are three levels of uh, housing. Yeah. So it's all uh, uh, low-income housing. Sure. And what's interesting about it is it's visible. Now you have folks that are, are you know, um, visible in the city. The second project I want to mention is a project that we just finished in um, St. Louis. It's the MLS Stadium. And St. Louis is a super talk, uh, soccer town. And so this one was really uh, designed to welcome all the different neighborhoods of St. Louis to its downtown core. And the downtown core had an area that was all sort of um, parking lots and um, off-ramps uh, from the freeway. And so those uh, off-ramps had been abandoned or scheduled to be abandoned. And so this became an opportunity to put a downtown stadium. And so the idea was to create a downtown stadium that you could actually see the city from
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So from the seats along the west, you can look up, you know, through this opening in the building toward the arch. Yeah. Uh, you can see um, uh, from the north, you can see uh, Olive Street, which is uh, full of bars and and fun places to go. Uh, from the south, there's a, a large bar for gathering. It's, a, it's an enclosed, enclosed area. Um, and that gives out onto Market Street, which is the sort of termination of um, the mall, the Independence Mall. Yeah. So it's to me, it's really integrated in the city. It's not like a spaceship that's landed and is completely enclosed. And you, it, you could be anywhere when you go inside. Yeah. And the, the things that I think we need to think about. Yeah. Uh, building our downtowns. Right. And
1: that feeling is present in both CHS field and I would say target field too. Of um, you you look up and there's there's the skyline, right?
2: Yeah, that's and that's a wonderful moment. And I, I mean I think the the location of Target Field was really brilliant. Uh, yeah. part of the twins. Or yeah. all of the people that were involved in that decision.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I agree. I did very, very cool stuff. Um so, and you're an educator too, right? Are you teaching right now?
2: Uh, well, I'm going to wash you tomorrow to review projects. Their their uh, final project. So, sure. I, I I keep my hand in it. I'm not uh, running a studio at the moment.
1: Um, what I mean, from talking to students and and you know just being being involved in this, what um what values priorities are you seeing, kind of coming into the industry.
2: What's what's really great is uh, we see a, a whole new world of practices opening up young, young practices. And, uh, it, you know, instead of answering about students, I'm going to talk about sort of new practices. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what we're really seeing is uh, there new practices are challenging models of architectural practice. And so we're seeing. uh New practices come into a field, a profession that is having huge social, environmental, and technological change. Mm -hmm. And so young architects are responding to that by addressing very, very different uh, modalities of architecture. And so we're seeing, you know, body, space, ecology, politics, and aesthetics all-driving architectural design, which is incredibly exciting. And so one of our own sort of, I I think of them as homegrown, although they're uh, now in Ithaca, Uh, Jennifer uh, Newsom and Tom Carruthers uh, had a practice here for quite some time. And they are really interested in body and space. And they do these wonderfully magnetic installations that just draw people to them because they give you a new, sense of space around you and so architecture that does that is automatically magnetic and and is a very powerful way of uh inviting people in yeah but yeah Yeah. they're now in Ithaca so (laughs) we lost them
0: darn
1: Um, (laughs) yeah I feel like I asked this of every architect I talk to but does it ever feel like we like architects are kind of undoing a lot of things that were done in the fifties or are now trying to go from here was this car centered society. We want, we don't want to do it like this anymore.
2: Yes. I mean, I think there's something really interesting about that. I mean, I, what, what I think is really interesting is that idea that, that the car centric thing we're figuring out, not only does it uh, suck up a ton of space uh, and, I mean, let's not even talk about energy. So, you know, the environmental aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But it isn't even good for us. Right. It isn't even healthy. Right. I mean, and I I love to drive cars. I do. I just yes. love driving cars, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be every trip. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be most of the trips. You know, it so it feels to me like that's 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 a huge change. So reinventing uh cities around transit and around bike lanes is is I mean, I mean, I think Minneapolis is working very hard at that. And I think they're succeeding in, in a great degree uh to to replace uh automobile traffic with bike traffic and scooters and I mean it's it's a fun experience, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to the kind of people can actually be together instead of just in their cars. Stadiums yeah. aren't just surrounded by giant surface parking lots. Downtowns aren't just made up of giant surface parking lots, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, we have guys in our studio that um, bike in from St. Paul every day, you know, all year long.
1: Yeah.
2: it's That's- It's impressive. I mean, I'm impressed. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed too. I don't do that either.
1: Um, well, Julie, I don't really have any other questions. Was there anything you wanted to add that I didn't ask about?
2: No, I. Um, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think right now we're in a very uh, interesting point in design and in in cities, mm-hmm. and so I, I think you know let's let's stay tuned. Yeah, it's going to get interesting. Right.
1: Agreed. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time.
2: Yeah, my pleasure, JD. Great to meet you. Take care. Great to meet you. Bye.